Welcome to Navigate Part 4, Assemble. Getting lost is normal. What happens when we get lost? We either get excited, we know an adventure is about to happen, or we get scared. Now, I would say more common is the reaction to get scared. Where am I? What's going on? Do I even know? This is such a common feeling, a common experience to being human. You actually have the Greek goddess Ariadne, which is the goddess of mazes. So what does it mean to understand that you feel like you're in a maze? You're trying to make sense of something. You're trying to get through it. Now, what I want to do is help you understand how to get through the maze of what it means to be you so that you don't ever have to feel lost in being you in a scary way but you can actually learn to feel lost in an exciting way. To do that, we're going to walk through a three-part progression. This three-part progression is going to guide you on what it means to assemble who you are. So first, we have to dismember the familiar. To dismember something, to take it apart, we have to dismember the familiar. What happens is we just get used to seeing things the way that we see them. So there's no wonder or awe. We're not seeing things again for the first time. We're not seeing them with fresh eyes. It is so easy to do this. This is what makes life kind of get this veneer of plasticity to it. Things start to feel fake. We start to numb out. We start to check out because something is painful and we want to condition ourselves to lose the pain. So we start to gloss over. So to see something again for the first time is to take it apart, to dismember the familiar. Now, it's like when you were a kid and you might take apart a toy and hopefully you could put it back together again, although sometimes you can't. I'm going to guide you how to put yourself back together again. But when you were little and you would take something apart, you would start to understand like, oh, this is what makes this up. You look at the parts and pieces. I, I think about this like this one waffle recipe that I have that I love so much. My kids love it. I need to fix it. I hadn't fixed it in a while. And if you said to me, Chris, share that waffle recipe with me. Okay, sweet. Here it is. Now, I share with you not the ingredients that you would think of a traditional recipe. I share, you know, I'm not sharing the, the flour, the oil, or the cup, how many measurements. Instead, I share like the electrons. I share the subatomic particles. You could look at that recipe and go, this does me no good. I don't categorize things this way. I don't think about things this way. I want to help you break down the subatomic particles to who you are and start to help you think differently about what it means to experience you. To do that, we have to dismember the familiar. We have to see something again for the first time by taking it apart. I mean, this is the thing that's happening in societies all over the world, the Greek tradition, the shamanic traditions, the Buddhist, the Egyptian, the Christian. It is in a big way what it means to go through death and rebirth. But it's not just that. It's the death and rebirth of the metaphors that you're using to relate to the problems you have, to upgrade your mindset as you start to perceive it in a different way, or to take the analogies that you're using that you construct the agenda of your life with. It's, it's getting the parts and pieces taken apart in a very, very deep way. When you start to do that, you start to understand how change works. I mean, we use terms like, oh, you're de-arranged. Well, you're deranged. The only way that you can rearrange who you are is to dearrange it first. So there's a little bit of derangement that can be good. We say, oh, I'm demoralized. And we're afraid of these experiences. We don't want to lose heart. But yet the only way that you can remoralize is to be demoralized. And so we dismember the familiar. We actually start to look at ourselves with fresh eyes and go, what would it look like to suspend all of my judgments, 
all of my preconceived ideas, all of the ways that I'm experiencing myself, and, and see the processes of my mind for the first time. Here's what happens when you do that. You dismember the familiar. You start to remember the forgotten. When you get off the treadmill, what we talked about at the end of Navigate 3, of the desires that others have for us or the desires that we're copying, and we start to really see within ourselves and who we are and what we have going on, we remember the forgotten. We dismember the familiar. We start to remember the forgotten. We get back to something that is true to who we are, that's core. If you've seen the movie Hook uh, with Robin Williams, he comes back as an adult and he's the Peter Pan character. And they're trying to figure out if that's who he really is. And this one boy takes his face and moves Robin Williams, the Peter Pan character, the, the guy who's come back older, he moves his face around and he goes, there you are, Peter. We're actually moving who we are around to discover ourselves. This is why I'm trying to articulate in so many ways that there is a there there, that the brain-body-mind combination, however all that works, uh, is more than what we would call a, a, a brain-based materialism, that the mind is just producing consciousness. There's got to be something more, too, than just this idea that there's no self, that that's an illusion. Because we look at the windshield, what we did, talked about in Navigate One, that we see these thoughts and these experiences that are originating out of our mind, that our consciousness is producing them. And, and we develop the ability to get behind it with this antenna and to notice the ways that we're feeling insecure. And, and we start to laugh at our insecurities because we recognize the driving push of the ego. And we get behind that and we notice our daydreams, our real desires, not the desires someone else has for us, but the desires that we have. And as that starts to occur, we, we find a there, there, that we are, we are more than our experiences, that we have an identity that's more than our memories, that it's more than this materialism. It's more than this idea that all is an illusion. And there's this experience that we have, we remember. Now, how do we get into a place that we position ourselves for this remembering? It's almost like if you were to go to your favorite restaurant and you get seated, you're positioning yourself for an experience in your favorite restaurant with your favorite meal. The way that we position ourselves after we've started to dismember the familiar and remember the forgotten, the way that we position ourselves to remember who we really are is our imagination. Our imagination is how we're making sense of our experience. We're just not always tapped into it. See, we need something within ourselves to make sense of the experience that we're having. And this to me is so much fun because your mind is chattering. Your mind is chattering and it's keeping you distracted. It's keeping you consumed with others and what they think of you. It's, it's keeping you uh, running on a treadmill of whatever you discovered in session two are the things that you want to prove or hide. And once you start to get behind this treadmill and, and slow it down, you get into an interior experience. And this interior experience, you could think about it this way, is where you have these separating walls. You have your unconscious, your subconscious, your conscious. And these walls that separate it, it's what's 
the unknown about you, what's knowable and what's known. When you get relaxed in your imagination and you get into your daydreams and they're not how you're trying to prove or hide yourself to others, these walls start to relax and you can actually draw out from the subconscious what is in you. Now, there's been a lot of different ways that you know, scientists and philosophers have tried to wrestle with this idea and make sense of human consciousness. And, and here's the best way I can express it to you with what we're talking about in this Navigate journey. We talked about daydreams, noticing them at the end of the last session. I want you to know there's a difference. There's three kinds of daydreams. If you're going to really remember the familiar and, or excuse me, remember the forgotten and discover who you really are. First, there are distracted daydreams. Daydreams where you're fantasizing and you're trying to escape something. That's not who you are. It might feel like who you are. You're like, oh, this makes me feel alive or she makes me feel alive or he makes me feel alive and I got to run towards this. There are directed daydreams where you're doing some kind of focused work and you're trying to think about goals and desires and all that good stuff. Directed work is fine. There's something more profound. And that is a received daydream. When you start to take apart the experience of your mind and you put it back together as you remember the forgotten, you get an experience where you're receiving in your imagination. This is why it's, you know, at the deepest level when people say, you got to control your thoughts. I get why they're saying that. Like that's a graduated expression beyond being just a victim of your thoughts. So the victim of your thoughts, you're a distracted daydreamer, control your thoughts, directed daydreaming. There is something more powerful and that is the received daydream. This is where rather than trying to control your thoughts, what you're actually doing is training your mind on what to do with the thoughts that show up. And as you start to train your mind with the thoughts that show up, you start to look for ways that your mind is sending you messages about who you are. I didn't get invited to that thing. I'm not, I don't fit in. I didn't accomplish that goal. I'm not worthy. I didn't get to that place that I thought I would get to. And I obviously don't have what it takes. I'm going to walk a lot deeper into these messages in a future Navigate lesson. All I'm wanting you to do right now is start to notice how what's happening at this mental level when you dismember the familiar and you remember the forgotten we're going to discover a you before the insecurities of the ego were driving everything and it's going to be in that received daydream this is all about the journey of self-leadership you're in the car and when you start to take apart your experience and you dismember the familiar and you remember the forgotten you get to assemble the future of who you're becoming. The future of who you can become is deeply connected to remembering who you were before the insecurity started to make decisions for you and drive you. And it's often pre-verbal. That's why I love Charles Baudelaire, a French poet who said, you know, genius is basically the recovery of the childhood at will with the skill of adulthood. I love being an adult because I start to use the skills of dismembering the familiar to remember the forgotten, to assemble the future so that I return to the childhood with the skills of adulthood. I get back to the place that I see things with fresh eyes. 
a sense of wonder and awe. I am experiencing the present, but it doesn't stop there. I'm also captivated by a future journey and I'm drawn to that picture and I'm running towards it with all my might. This is why, you know, Alan Watts talked about this idea, the difference between eating the meal and eating the menu. Ray Bradbury talked about this idea that thinking isn't living. Thinking is the container that holds living. Most people have gotten onto a path in adulthood where the rational mind is leading the way. That's good for a point, up to a point because the rational mind helps you get out of reactivity as you mature. But the next step of maturity is to let the rational mind support the leaps of the imaginative mind. And as the rational mind supports the leaps of the imaginative mind, the imaginative mind starts to lead the dance and we get to assemble the future of who we are. And as we assemble the future of who we are, we're in the car, the daydream happens and we get lost. And rather than feeling scared, I don't know who I am and I don't know where I'm going. Rather than feeling scared, we get excited and we go, let's see what we might learn about ourselves. Let's see what might happen. And we make a turn. We make a turn. You're driving. You notice the windshield. You build the antenna. You notice the daydream. And as you're out driving, you take an action. I want you to, as a result of today's content, take a turn. Follow a feeling. Not an insecure feeling. Not I've got to prove hype feeling. Follow a feeling coming out of the truth of who you are to take a baby step, to take a bold step, to reach out to somebody, to create that thing, to have that conversation, whatever it looks like, take that turn and you'll start to assemble the future of who you are.